Ryan. You're on with AJ. Hey, guys. How are you doing tonight? Hi, AJ. Doing well. Uh, this is Scott. Hey, and this is Brian. How's it going? Doing good. So, um, congratulations on Haunt. Uh, I watched it maybe a couple weeks ago. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was kind of like a more violent version of Escape Room, which came out, I want to say, January this year. Right. And I really enjoyed it. So I wanted to ask you, after the success of A Quiet Place last year, how many of your old, you know, projects are just being bought out now or just uh, being made that may have been on the back pile for a while? (laughs) <laughs> sure. I mean, that is kind of how Hollywood works sometimes. It's funny. We um, we um, we did have a few projects get picked up in the wake of A Quiet Place that are are going to be made soon. That were you know old scripts that were just you know knocked around town for years and years, and nobody really wanted to take the risk on them. And and now uh, in the wake of A Quiet Place, it's a little bit easier. Um, a Quiet Place was one of those movies that even while we were writing it and kind of pitching it around town, people were very unsure about the idea. They were like, they weren't sure, like, is it cool? Is it weird? Is it stupid? We weren't really sure. And right. it wasn't until we actually wrote the script that uh, that people were able to, to get on board. And um, yeah, I don't know. Tell me how that works. Yeah, I think I read an article that uh, Blumhouse uh, passed on A Quiet Place because he wasn't sure how he would be able to bring it to life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Jason Blum was kind of saying that... um, I think he was saying that it was more out of, like, respect of the budget. Right, yeah. It was too big. But it is funny, like, um, the the amount of people that um, turned down the opportunity to even read the script based on the idea is a lot of people. <laughs> um, and, and as soon as people read the script, they were instantly on board and the movie got sold right away and it got greenlit right away um, very, very quickly. But, um, you know, in Hollywood, people are very risk-averse and, and nobody really trusts their gut and, and it's so hard to predict what's going to hit or what's not going to hit. And um, ultimately, it's kind of a crapshoot. So... We are we're sympathetic to the cause, and uh, we are grateful that a quiet place ended up working out um, because there's definitely an alternate reality where um, where it never got made. Right. So speaking of haunt, how was it like working with the uh, Ey Roth producing your screenplay to get made? Eli was um, was honestly like the best to work with. Uh, we he had come on board after we already had uh, a draft of the script ready and um, the, the first meeting with him, he was actually in the edit room for, for Death Wish and so we oh, wow. sat in with him um, and he, he, he snuck us a sneak peek of a, of a clip with Bruce Willis, which was a lot of fun at that point. And um, he, he just had always been looking for a haunted house movie that he could be a part of, even if it was just as a producer. And what was wonderful about having him on board was just the fact that he loves the genre so much and so he yeah. you know, was pitching different ideas whether it was for the characters or for like different things scares that could happen and he's an encyclopedia and he's also a huge ambassador for the genre so he was a huge um you know advocate and supporter for us um we had you know wonderful filmmaker to filmmaker conversations 
where he's been through the trenches on his other movies and he's come out the other end with so many great uh, lessons and stories. And beyond that, like, Ryan and I grew up listening to his commentaries. Like, his DVD commentaries, he would always have, like, not just one track, but multiple tracks that he would yeah. talk on. And there's so many great tidbits to learn from that as, like, an aspiring filmmaker. So to a certain degree, like, we felt we were, you know, kids again popping in the DVDs, just getting to sit back and, and enjoy the, the fruits of his labor and his knowledge. So I usually ask this to a lot of writers that I talk to. Whenever coming up with a story, do you like to uh, start from the beginning, middle, or possibly the end, or is it one particular idea that you have in your head and you just kind of grasp onto that idea and just branch out from that? Yeah, that's a great question. For us, we, we, we are always writing down different ideas, and writing down ideas, writing down ideas, like this thing might be cool, maybe this would be a cool idea for a movie, and we kind of fill up our journals with it, and if one of those ideas sticks around long enough, like like the idea for A Quiet Place, which was in a journal for years and years and years, just sitting there, um, if, it's, if it's good enough, it, it, it'll last, and we'll keep coming back to it. And if we keep coming back to it, and we think there's something special about it, and there's something splashy about it, and it can hang uh, a story on, uh, on top of it, then the next question is, what is it saying? What is it about? What's that thematic value? So A Quiet Place, for us, we love the idea of if you make a sound, you die, but it felt like it's a gimmick if it's just about that. So, so ultimately yeah. the story was about a family's inability to communicate with each other, and, a, and it was kind of a, a metaphor for protecting your family. And Haunt was the exact same way. Like, we always wanted to do a haunted house movie, but what is that really about? And we started talking about Halloween and what does the Halloween season mean to us? And, and as we started thinking about it, we're like, Halloween is a time of year where everybody's putting on a mask. Everybody's putting on a disguise of trying to be somebody that they're not. And so we thought it could be really special to do a story about a young woman in college who's in an abusive relationship and, and is trying to put on a metaphorical mask of everything's okay, I'm fine, like I'm I'm gonna make it. I, I, I don't have a abusive boyfriend and I'm, I'm right. super happy. You know, like that's the mask she's putting on every day. And, and as she goes through the, the experience of the film and, and goes through this haunted house, she's kind of unpacking demons from her metaphorical haunted house that, that she grew up in as a child. So um, that's, that's how we come up with ideas. We, we, we come up with a big splashy idea and then, we, and then we try to figure out if there's any substance uh, that we relate to inside of it. Right, and I'm glad you brought that uh, domestic thing up. Did you have any experiences or heard other people's experiences that kind of inspired her story in the movie? Absolutely. I mean, many. Yeah, there's there's many stories that we we um, are trying to pillage from our own life and own experience. I think what that does is it creates a lot of weight ideally behind the idea of it um it's never anything that we're you know trying to exploit at all it's just something that Correct. we love taking relatable issues that that we have in real life and then putting them in certain circumstances where it's almost like um you know a degree of of wish fulfillment of oh what if i did this what if i could do this what if i could surmount the issues that i've been grappling with for years and years and hopefully finding in that um, some sort of empowerment um, outside of just, you know, just it being a, a Halloween film. So. Right. 
And I'm uh, I'm friends with uh, Adam Marcus, who did Jason Goes to Hell, and who also wrote uh, yeah. the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D. And he said the best thing about horror is that you wouldn't expect it coming in, but with the screenplays you can write, it's almost giving vegetables to, with desserts to people that watch it, because you can have so many different layers and hyperboles and... Uh, just insight that goes on to everyday life, but you can also kind of disguise it as a horror movie itself. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's, that's you, you hit the nail on the, on the head. Like, what we love about the genre is that it is a vessel for, like, digging beneath the surface for the audiences that want that. Um, you know, going back to Night of the Living Dead or Invasion of the Body Snatchers, like, each of those movies said something about um, who the United States was as a culture and the, the issues that they were grappling with from a social or a political standpoint. And that's always at the forefront of our mind whenever we're going into a story, whether it's Quiet Place or Haunt, or even um, we're doing an adaptation of Stephen King's The Boogeyman for Fox right now. And so that very much, um, even though it's a story about a boogeyman, we're trying to um, you know, subvert uh, the expectation that it's just a scary movie and let it be about something that feels very familial and real in terms of the issues and baggage that people have in their everyday life with their own families. Right. So, one final question. If you could give any advice to anybody that's wanting to write a feature film or even a short film or a fan film, what advice would you give them starting out? Um, my advice would be to do to, to make something that you're really passionate about, that your heart is in it. Like don't make don't make the movie that you think people want to see. Make the movie that you want to see. Um, it'll it'll just be it'll be so much better. I think sometimes I know Scott and I when we were growing up making um, no budget you know short films and features. Like we kept trying to do these kind of lofty prestige like hyperlink character pieces because that's what we saw our heroes making and didn't, it took us a while to realize that our heart was uh, much more immersed in things like genre and scary things and um, you know it's just we were kind of chasing what we thought we should make rather than what where our hearts actually were. Yeah, I, I would agree with Brian. I think that's exactly what I was, was going to suggest. Alright, thank you guys so much. Hope you have a good night. Thank you. Thank you, AJ. Thank you.